So today in the Church Universal, we celebrate Mary, the most holy mother of God. Thinking about mothers, what mother would go a day without thinking of their children? What mother doesn't want the best for their children? What mother wouldn't do whatever it took to have their child in fullness of life and flourishing as we celebrate that this day? And as we celebrate Mary, the mother of God, what I want to get across is that Mary's not a theology. She's not a concept. She's not an idea. Mary's our mother, and she wants to have a living relationship with us, a daily living relationship. And as we've talked about in the past, wherever Jesus is, Mary's there. Wherever Mary is, Jesus is there. They are so, so close and so together, they're always with us. So we celebrate that this day. And I want us to be able to just have Mary as our mother guiding us. And she's the best of all mothers. And she always gives the best and gives us her son. And to enter into that. And so as we celebrate that this day, the title of the homily is Seized and Sent. Can you say that? Seized and Sent. Seized and Sent. So when the angel Gabriel came to Mary, said she was going to have a son named him Jesus, she was literally seized by reality. The God of the universe. Have you ever been seized by the God of the universe? It just shakes you up and says... This is reality. I have always been. I am Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and I will always be. And I'm inviting you to be sent because of what I'm going to do with you and for you. And when God shares his mind and heart with us, it's just so powerful that in breaking into this natural world is so powerful for us that we are just so filled with the grace of God. And it's not just to be for us, but it's through us that we be sent out. So when Mary heard from Gabriel that she was a mother of God, she must have been seized. What about John the Baptist in the womb when Mary came with Jesus in the womb to Elizabeth with John the Baptist? He was seized at the presence of the Lord, the long-awaited Messiah. And so we can think about that for ourselves. And I just wanted to share a couple stories with you about this seizing that God and his holy mother have allowed me to experience in my life. And I'm going to take us right now to Medjugorje, Yugoslavia. Has anybody heard of Medjugorje? Yugoslavia, a number of us have been there, and I've been blessed to go like seven or eight times, where Mary's been appearing since 1981 to young people, now they're grown and some are married and have kids of their own, but that end breaking of Mary, the mother of God there, changing their lives, changing this world, all the, the great fruit that has come from Mary, the mother of God there, and maybe you've ever heard, I don't know if you've ever heard of the miracle of the sun dancing, so the miracle of the sun dancing is associated with Medjugorje, and I think they saw some of that at Fatima too, but at Medjugorje you're able to look at the sun just uh, straight with the naked eye and not experience damage to your, to your eyes, but to be able to see the sun. And what happens when the sun is there is uh, the miracle of the sun. And by the way, I don't need any miracles to believe that, that God is real, but this is a beautiful thing that God will do for us to help encourage our faith. But one day, so this was in 1986. I graduated from Franciscan University, went over there with my brother Mike to Medjugorje, which is former Yugoslavia, and now it's Bosnia-Herzegovina right now. I went with my brother Mike and George. So the three of us traveled around Europe for eight weeks after graduating from college. George is a Dominican priest, and then my brother Mike is married with uh, a couple of kids. 
So it was very underdeveloped at that point. So basically it was a dirt road coming into the village and the, at the center of the village was St. James Church. And so I was walking down that dirt road one day, this is right after I graduated from college, 21 years old in Medjugorje, and I looked up at the sun and it, started, it began to dance. And what, I was able to look at it and it, it just, it, it started like jumping up and down into the side. It just got really like this, you know, frenetic energy that was going up and down. I was looking at it. And then it came out like, like a, a, a round cylinder uh, came out towards me. And I knew it was perfectly round. I knew it was the host, the Blessed Sacrament. And it was coming towards me. And then as it came towards me, it began to bleed. And I knew that was the precious blood of Jesus. And it was being poured out over all creation, all people. I knew that this was, this was Jesus. And this is how Jesus was in breaking in my soul then to understand the Eucharist so that I would share that with this world. At that point, I had no idea I was going to be a priest. But it was the inbreaking of God, and I'm saying, this is you. This is your love for us. You want mercy and forgiveness and health and wholeness and healing. You want the fullness of life for us through the Eucharist. That inbreaking of God, I was seized with it and sent with it, because you can't be seized by God and not be sent. It's a impossibility at the deepest level. The Eucharist, the heartbeat of our church, the center of our church, the source and the summit of our faith, where all love and forgiveness and fullness comes from the source and the summit is Jesus, his life on high. That it will only be that for us in heaven. So I was listening to the radio the other day, Catholic radio, and they said, they were talking about the statistics about maybe 70% of Catholics don't believe in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. And the, the response to that was, no, 100% of Catholics believe in the real presence. Because if you're Catholic, you believe in the real presence of Jesus. And if you don't, then we got to work with each other and help each other to come to that belief. Because it's everything. It's that Eucharistic host coming out of the Son, God breaking into the natural order to show the supernatural order of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has always been there for us, been revealed to us, incarnated for us, and will hang on a cross for us so that we can know that this precious blood is the healing for us all, that the Eucharist is our feeding unto eternal life. And so that sees me, that experience in Medjugorje of the precious blood coming over all creation, over me, over you, over everything, to bring us into him in fullness. That was in 1986. I was in Medjugorje just a couple years ago, and I was talking to someone there, and they were telling me about a woman that they knew. This woman's son was in their 20s, and not really here or there with God, not really a believer, no belonging, no connection. And she, this woman brought her son to Medjugorje in hopes of a miracle. And she said, we're going to be here for a week. All I want you to do is go to confession. We'll be here one week. 
So the son goes to confession, this 20-something-year-old guy. And while he's in the grace of confession, the power of the sacraments, I cannot tell you how important it is <laughs> to go to confession and receive the Eucharist. That's the heartbeat of our lives in the church. While he's in confession, he gets the call to become a priest. He's overwhelmed by the inbreaking of God. God of the universe speaking to his son in Medjugorje, this who probably thought, who am I in this world? I'm nothing. I'm, I'm not seen, and, and there's a God who would speak to me and care for me and personally share his mind and heart for me for the plan that he has for my life. And he was so moved by that. Yesterday I went to go spend about an hour and a half with someone who wanted to make a life confession. They wanted to go over their whole life. I listened for an hour and a half as we were in that, and it came time for absolution. And as his infinite mercy came down on this man, he was literally shaking at the inbreaking of God. Shaking that he was forgiven for all this guilt and shame and heaviness. It was all just taken away. Sacraments, the inbreaking of God. So this young man in the confessional is moved to tears and he comes out in the front of St. James Parish. There's a uh, porch and gathering area there, and he's crying. And then, about five minutes later, another young adult man comes out. He's crying. He'd been to confession. He got called to the priesthood. The inbreaking of God, just ground shaking for these two young men. They ended up going to seminary, and now they're both serving in a diocese in the United States for 15, 20 years now. The inbreaking of God. Seized and sent. Mary, the mother of God, could have said no to being seized by God. She had free will. Where would we be? You can say no. Where will that put you? And where will that put all the people around you that meet you every day? Where will that put them? Empty-handed, no place to go, desperate. Seized and sent. Pray for that. Pray that you can be seized by God as he shares his mind and heart with you and Jesus and his Holy Mother doing that together and be sent forward with the good news, the greatest good news ever that will shake us to the foundations with joy and we can reach out to this world for that, to be seized and sent.